This is KBLA Talk 1580. I'm on number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. And you are listening to you got to be hungry with the world-renowned motivator Les Brown exclusively as he continues his month-long radio residency on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, next Tuesday, the 28th, is the last master class that Les will teach uh, on this station during, again, this month-long radio residency. But we have been delighted to have had his voice every hour, uh, every day, I should say, for an hour on this station. If you miss him at 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, check him out at 6 p.m. Pacific time in L.A. on your way home. Uh, Check out the voice of Les Brown should you miss any one of these conversations on weekday mornings. But it is my great delight uh, to have Les Brown on this station all month long. Today's theme is the power of defining moments, the power of defining moments. And I am pleased right now to yield to the gentleman from Liberty City in Miami, Les Brown. Thank you so much, Tavis. This is a defining moment. And I remember a movie that I saw with Denzel and he said, it's this movie was called touch. He said, there are moments in life that there's before this and there's after this. And after this, nothing will never be the same again. A defining moment took place in his life. Defining moments are taking place in our lives all around the country and around the globe. And the introduction of KBLA is a defining moment. Because when we look at and we listen to the news of the violence that's taking place, you look at the communities where it takes place. Whatever goes on in that community represents the culture of that community, the mindset of the people that live in that community. The the shootings take place in a certain geographical area that reflect the thinking of the people, the housing, the people, the unemployment, or the employment and low wages, the people who have been in a culture that they've been trained and miseducated to hate themselves. That's why there's an African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. And so the, the first thing that must take place is a transformation of the minds of the people that are representing themselves in a way that does not express a sense of decency and humanity and to who they are. Because that culture has been created. Now, cultures are created by people, and they can be transformed by people. But we must maintain our commitment through all the frustrations, through all the disappointments, through all the setbacks in our working to bring about the transformation that's required. Every day, every hour, through your programming, And as as thousands and millions of people begin to download this free app to provide information that will give us a vision of ourselves through the educational interviews, through the enlightenment, through the conversations, through the insight that people are able to gain by listening, passing the word, 
for people to begin to say, listen, there's a better way. Right now, what we're doing is manifesting the culture that has been set in place for years. And so this work that you are now doing, this programming that people are listening to now, it's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, just for you to listen. There's a free app that you can tell your friends about, encourage them, email them, call them. And as our audience grows and people listen, what you listen to, you turn into. And people who listen to conversations of elevated conversations of thinking, words that begin to empower us, words that strengthen us, words that teach us how to love each other. When we understand what Paul meant, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So KBLE is helping to keep our minds elevated, transforming our level of awareness, increasing our sense of deservingness and self-love, and creating a new culture. And it takes time. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Ask me some questions, my brother. So we're talking today about defining moments, uh, and thank you for all those kind words about, about KBLA and what we're attempting to do here. I appreciate it and glad to have you as a partner in it. Uh, I so didn't say it to be kind. No, I, I did not saying it to be kind. No, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, this is a talking point that's very important because what's going on now is reflection of our state of mind. That's why Carter G. Woodson's work of miseducation this is a manifestation when we don't put in the work to reverse the miseducation, we will continue to produce it in our culture. Oh, I take your point. I take your point. Uh, it is a defining moment. It is for me, obviously, and for all those who are working with me um, to make this um, um, uh, station uh, what it can and will be. So it is a defining moment, and, and I, I receive that. Um, let me start, though, with a few things that you, you've um, you've already teed up. Let me start with this first. You, you, you mentioned this notion of creating a vision for ourselves. Um, you, quote, you quoted the, the great writer, uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, a moment ago. Uh, let me create uh, another, let me quote, rather, another uh, scripture of mine that I love deeply since you went there first. That where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But you're talking expressly about how it is that we go about creating a vision for ourselves. Can you say a word about that? Creating a vision for yourself. People, people have what, what they call vision boards. But how does one go about creating a vision for himself or herself? I'm so glad you asked that question. Every corporation that exists on the planet, they have something called research and development department. The, the vision that I have of myself, the vision that you have of yourself, is a result of the research, the work that we have done to educate ourselves that gives us a vision of ourselves beyond our mental conditioning, beyond the things that we have been indoctrinated with, and allow us to create the next greatest version of ourselves. And it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. It never stops. They have a budget for research 
and development. We, as individuals and as a community and as a group, we have to have research and development. You listen to the figures of the people, over $300,000 was spent for tickets for entertainment. And those same people would not spend $14.50 a year for their personal growth and development. So when you look at what we focus on, what we spend our money on, entertainment, uh, escaping reality, not investing in ourselves, not seeing the value of understanding what Warren Buffett said when they asked him, what's the most important investment we can make? And uh, and and this time that where we are, and it was a depression, and 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 he said that we should invest in ourselves. That's the most important investment. Here's a man with billions of dollars of real estate, billions of dollars in the stock market, but he said in yourself, and that's what is needed right now. And people investing not just money, but the time to listen to something else that can expand their mind beyond the identity that they have now bought into. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown. Today's theme is the power of defining moments. More of this conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Good thing we've got three hours. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. I'm Tavis Smiley. He's Les Brown. I'm glad to have... uh, uh, you with us in this hour as you are listening to you got to be hungry with Les Brown exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Today's theme is the power of defining moments, the power of defining moments. Um, Les Brown, every one of us uh, has defining moments, obviously, in our lives. If you talk to anyone who has um, been successful in their work and their witness, they will tell you as they look back on their lives that they have had any number, of course, of defining moments. The question I want to ask is, um, as in artful as it might be, what should be the end result? What should we take away from? How should these defining moments propel us uh, on to the next level of our work and witness? What, what, what's, what's, what, what, what do these defining moments mean for us ultimately? What should they mean? Uh, I want everybody to write down reasons. The gentleman that you were just speaking to, and you ask him a key question, and you were talking about the fact that he had given his life over to the work that he's now doing because of the loss of his child. Mm-hmm. He can't stop. Mm. He can't. Nietzsche said, if you know the wife of living, you can endure almost anyhow. Come hell or high water. If people still continue to kill, he can't stop. He must work until he drops dead to reduce the violence. It might not happen in our lifetime. I think it can if we have some other stations that have ownership, that have consciousness. But the people that have always brought about change are people like Nat Turner, like Frederick Douglass, like Harriet Tubman, that there are things that we're experiencing now they didn't get to live to see. So when you have some some reason that represents your core values as a person, as Paul Robeson said, here I stand for I can do no other. You didn't get this station to play rap music, to make more money, to be commercial 
acceptance. You weren't creating a, a medium to become popular. No, they don't put street signs and names of people on buildings because they're popular. They do it because they have impact. You wanted a station that will have impact on people's lives. You wanted to create a medium and a platform that will live on after you are out of here that will impact the lives of people that listen and the people that they speak to and the people that they transform that will go on and have a rippling effect. This is where we are. It's everything evolves around the mind. What do we want? And what is it that we must do? What is it that we must develop ourselves into becoming the kind of people who have the core values that hold us to a higher standard? One is changing what we have as input. The second thing is that input changes your environment. They did a study of some Asian students and African-American students at this college. And, and this guy was curious. African-American students were working hard but failing. Asian students, they're working hard and they were succeeding academically. He was curious because those African-American kids worked as hard as those Asian kids to get there at this university. And he just could not understand why they weren't mastering the curriculum like the Asian students. And so he watched them. He observed them. What he found was the Asian students, they studied together. KBLA is about bringing people together. The Asian students, they studied in groups together, but the African-Americans, they studied individually. And so what he did was he encouraged them to come together to study in a group, mm. study groups. And as a result, their academic performance was equal and in many situations surpassed the Asian students mm. because they came together to study as a collective. And this is why I cannot emphasize to you more that when you have a conversation where people get a chance to be exposed to, and I said and, and people get past it when I say what you t listen to, you turn into. When, when these young people go and decide to start having a shooting, they don't play the Supremes. They don't play the Four Tops, the OJs, or the Temptations. They play that rap music that has a, a violent vibe to it. I'm going to take a sucker out. I'm going to kill her in. You know what they're saying? To get themselves propped. So it's it's a it, it to create the mindset. I'm going there. I'm going to smoke that sucker. And so the languaging, death and life is in the tongue. If you look at the people that that are committing the violence, if you look at how they dress, if you listen to their conversation, if you listen to their languaging, they represent a culture. Not all. Not one hundred percent but a large percentage in our community. And so they don't go in looking for somebody that's got a suit on to shoot. No, they, they're going in there that they're going to take somebody out that looks like them. And so mindset is major. Having a compelling reason to take a stand with your life and saying, no, not on my watch. This is not going to continue. And the other thing is to recognize something that we're taught. We've been given authority and dominion over everything. Well, what does authority mean? 
we, anybody that's in authority, they give orders, they make decisions, and they enforce obedience. The people that are successful, they take authority over their mind, the things that they study and they read and they pour themselves into. They make decisions. Hmm, I'm not going to do this anymore. When you think about Jay-Z, he used to sell drugs, and then he's living a life of redemption. He decided after Biggie Small was killed, oh, I can do something better than this. There's a better way. And he decided to do something different with his life. And this young man is a billionaire. This young man is now living a life of contribution, making a difference. He took authority over himself and decided, I'm not going to be a negative force in my community anymore. And he enforced his own behavior. In order for us to do the things that we must do that really serves us, we got to push ourselves to do it. You don't have to be motivated to be lazy, to be trifling, to procrastinate. You don't have to water weeds. Weeds will grow through the cracks of sidewalks. <laughs> but if you're going to grow some orchids, it's going to require cultivation, a different kind of soil. And the same thing with roses and violets. And so if we're going to change and transform our communities from that being a, 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 a culture of violence and, and self-destruction, where people are volunteer victims and participates, participants in their own self-destruction, that's a level of insanity. And we got to deal with that. You can, you can, if you remove the guns and have legislation to guns, get the, get the guns out of the community. You think they, they're not going to find some guns? I remember a young man I was trying to help and, and we went on a bus from Columbus, Ohio to Chicago to Christ Universal Temple Church. And as soon as he got to town, bid was in Chicago less than 30 minutes and he bought some weed. How did he know in a new city? How did he know who to talk to to buy some weed? He knew who looked like him, and he knew who he would approach. He didn't go to somebody behind the desk. Hey, man, you know where I can get some smoke? No. They know each other. They're part of the culture. And we look the other way when we see them walking around sagging, spelled backwards, niggers. And so when we look at where we are, if we don't do what you're not doing, I guarantee you, listen to me. If we, if people listen to me, if we just do something that doesn't cost you a dime to download and, and spread the word to get the app to listen to KBLA talk so that people can listen to conversations about things that make sense, about things that allow us to face the reality. This is a new world order. The majority of people are failing today because they're coming into a new world with an old mindset that won't serve them, and they don't have the skill set to provide for themselves and their families, and they are not going to starve to death. I remember what Robert Kennedy said. He said, if we don't save the many that are poor, we truly cannot save the few that are rich, because the many that are poor are going to become so violent and so self-destructive, we won't be able to survive. We got. I've got uh, two minutes here before news, traffic, and sports will continue on the other side. But I want to come back to what you teed up a moment ago, and that is you, this notion of core values. You've said it three times in this conversation already today. Core values, core values, core values. I once read uh, a piece that said your values create your value. Your values create your value. Say a word about how we go about creating 
core values? We decide to be disciplined about doing and making choices that represent the best that is in us and being a kind of person who has standards on how they live to enhance their lives, their family, and the broader society. Consistency, doing the things, having the behavior and standards that allow you to move in the direction of the next greatest version of yourself, and a sense of service. The greatest among you will be your servant. If we decide that what mock do I want to make, what legacy do I want to leave with the mock of my life, that's a different kind of thinking than than carrying yourself around and looking at women and just seeing them as receptacles for their for an orgasm and them going and get a Brazilian butt and shaking their butts online. No, that's that you're looking at what are the things we need to do in our community, what standards that we need to hold ourselves to, our children are watching, they're listening, what we say, they say, what we do, they do. And so creating a, a, a community of harmony, of love, of togetherness, of determination. I talked about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I said, you know, no matter where, where you go, if you have a thousand people in a room, you know the people in that room who are from the Nation of Islam because they don't wear saggy pants, they don't wear beards or mustache. They, they have high standards of communication. They wear bow ties. They dress in a suit. They stand out because he created a culture. When you give people a strong sense of self and, and standard of how they see themselves, how they care of themselves, that gives their lives a sense of purpose. And people whose lives have a sense of purpose, that gives their lives a sense of direction. They represent the core values that they have been instilled with. When we come forward, I want to come back to this notion of consistency. Um, Les has raised this issue of consistency. Uh, not something we spend a lot of time talking about. We live in a culture where everything is sort of a microwave, right? We want everything, and we want it all right now. But uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's about being consistent. Um, and we'll talk about consistency when we come forward. Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is L.A.'s home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the motivator, Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580 as he continues his month-long radio residency. Today's theme is the power of defining moments, the power of defining moments. You, you mentioned earlier, Les, this notion of consistency, and it's something that I think we don't uh, spend enough time talking about. We live in a culture, as you well know, and I said earlier, where everybody wants everything and we want everything right now. Um, but I have learned in my career, and you certainly uh, know better than I, uh, that it is that consistency over a period of time that ultimately allows you um, to win. So talk to us about the notion of being consistent in our work and witness. It has to be a, con- a combination of consistency and discipline. That's why Socrates said an undisciplined life is an insane life. If you go back to Carter G. Woodson, as we look at where we are now, just think about what he said in The Miseducation of the Negro. He said, if you can determine what a man shall think, you never have to concern yourself with what he will do. He said, if you can make a man feel inferior, you never have to compel him to seek an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. 
And if you can make a man feel justly an outcast, you never have to order him to go to the back door. He'll go without being told. And if there's no door, his very nature will demand one. And you have to throw his behind out. And so our minds have been corrupted. You're doing the greater work. This is why I'm I'm saying you you want it because you don't want to see appear to be commercial and and feel have people thinking that you're trying to make money off them. No, and and you're not, and you should make some money. But I'm saying it that we we have to remember and keep in mind what we listen to we turn into and we should have our children listening to conversations that there's a time we didn't have this kind of access we got to take advantage of it when 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 dictators and in, in the dominant culture want to reinforce various rules and, and various behaviors they control the media they control the narrative for the first time we are controlling the narrative now and so we have the ability to upgrade and elevate the thinking of people all across the country and around the world, because this free app for KBLA Talk can get access and down, download it from around the world. And so we have to be mindful, and this is also, we have to keep our guard up. There are all kinds of things that's manipulating us and controlling us, many we are aware of, but most we are not aware of. It's called subliminal. They did a, a, a strategy in a, in, a, in a theater. They had a subliminal statement come on the screen. Mm-hmm. It said, go buy popcorn. And within 35 minutes, 35, over 40 people, 40% of the people in the theater at that time went up, got up, and there was no verbal communication that they could hear it was subliminal the subconscious mind heard it but the conscious mind did not and people went and bought popcorn and didn't even know why they did it and so i'm saying that when you think about the fact that you can be in a conversation with someone on your phone and you get through talking with them and advertising comes up and all kinds of things on your eyeballs looking at those things you're talking about and you weren't talking to Siri or Alexa, you were just talking to this person. So they're listening. It's called behavioral marketing. We're being marketed to every day, over 5,000 hits an hour, hitting our minds, selling us on everything except on our greatness. That's why I want to focus on celebrating our greatness because we have never been in this kind of vulnerable situation before. They're projecting based upon technology and all the disruptions that are taking place right now. By the year 2030, African-Americans will have a 90% unemployment. Did you hear what I just said? I heard you. I heard you. And just think about this. This statement, if you expand or you are expendable, if you don't expand your mind, They've got robots that's cleaning toilets. If you don't expand your minds, I used to be an elevator boy. They invented elevators that didn't need an elevator boy. If you don't expand your mind, you are expendable. The number of jobs that are being taken and all on these these tech companies are competing with each other on who can build the fastest and most effective 
as quick as possible. McDonald's are going to start laying off people. The tech firms are laying off people. That's traumatizing to people who have families and, and mortgages and car notes and, and can't afford to miss one paycheck. That's traumatizing. You can't think. Yeah. And that's why this is the time that we must be listening to things and ask ourselves the question, what is it that I'm putting my time into? Am I learning anything? Does it change the bottom line in my life? It is, is it helping me to create a level of independence and be able to provide for myself and my family and, and, and make a difference with my life? We've got to be mindful of that and keep our minds focused on that which is productive and positive. I want to come back to that frame you put out a moment ago of consistency plus discipline. I asked you about consistency, and you said, Tavish, it must be consistency plus discipline. Let me ask you what you've learned over the long haul of your uh, your career, what you've learned about being disciplined. So many of us uh, falter and fail, not because we're not gifted, not because we're not smart, uh, but because we can't figure out a way uh, to discipline ourselves. What have you learned in your career about what it takes to be disciplined in your work? Yeah, it, we, it's not that we don't figure out a way. We have to do what we know and not what we feel. We make decisions, and our decisions make us. When I hang this phone up, I'm going for a walk. Do I feel like going for a walk? No. But here's what I know. Going for this walk, even though I had a guy's pull a nine millimeter gun on me, it strengthens my immune system by moving my body at 78. And I'm getting this sunshine that strengthens my vitamin D3. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing what I know, not what I feel. I'm not going to allow what I feel to govern my behavior. And so when we begin to to look at what is it that will allow us to be able to be superior and control our destiny, we have to have comprehensive knowledge and superior skills in whatever we do. Average is over. We have to be comprehensive in the things that we study, the superior skills that we implement, and the standards that we set ourselves to so we can control our own businesses, our own economy, and be able to elevate ourselves to the next level. He drops one, two, or three every single day, and he just dropped one. That's the one I'm holding on for, uh, holding on to for the rest of this day. Average is over. How about that? Average is over. Uh, Miles, that might be a, a, a lyric in one of your one of your tracks. You writing that down? Average is over. You're listening to the motivator, Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to like and follow Tavis Smiley at The Real Tavis Smiley. And get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues when we come forward. forward. Les Brown, one of our uh, many questions I could ask you today, I'm watching my time. Won't get to too many of them today. We'll get to some uh, perhaps tomorrow. Uh, but Alfred uh, wants you to uh, to unpack this notion of do and be. Um, uh, we were talking earlier about this notion of whether you do first uh, and then be, whether you be first and then do. You recall that comment? Yes, absolutely. You you have to be before you can do, and it's and and, and at some point it begins to blend together. Mm -hmm. Think about this: the Guardian, and this is alarming, and and this is why I'm speaking with such passion here. The Guardian reported by 2053, the median income of African Americans 
will be zero because of artificial intelligence. Uh, Self-driving cars, 30% of malls will be closed in four years because of Amazon. Two and a half million jobs will be lost in call centers. Just mediocre jobs, cleaning hotels, uh, or they have the mechanic mechanized butlers now. They have robots that can bring you your food. You can't even get a plate in a hotel now. They bring you plastic stuff in a bag and give it to you to eat out of. We used to have silverware, forks, and spoons. All of that has changed. They're always looking for ways to cut expenses and to keep more money. And so when you have technology that can give you within 30 seconds information on how you can optimize the efficiency of your business and operate it more efficiently, replace replace people, get more done, and don't have to pay as much money as you are paying. You don't have to pay life insurance, hospitalization, or any of those types of benefits. That's what business is going to do. So people have to realize they got to look out for themselves. And part of that process is that we have to be adamant and, and, and determined to educate ourselves continuously so that we can stay ahead of technology. Mm. I'm still wrestling on, that, uh, wrestling on that notion you advanced that average is over. Average is yeah. over. That's, that's my line for the day. I'm taking that one, Les. I love it. Average is over. Why, why, why do you think that so many of us are comfortable with just being average. I'm thinking about my mama. When you, The minute you said that, my mother was probably listening right now back in Indiana. Hey, Mom. Um, my mother told me, you know, basically. Hello, I, how I, are you? Yeah, I, she heard you. Yeah. I, I'm not sending y'all to school, Tavis, to get average grades. She told me that all the time. I am not sending you to school to get average grades. And as as we grow older, we all become our parents, right? We be, I love that TV commercial. We become our we become like our parents. During the summers, I'm the eldest of uh, of my of my brothers, uh, and during the summer, I would have at one point all seven of them were coming to spend the summers with me, uh, and many of them were in college, of course. And I would tell them, "Here's the deal: I will pay uh, your college bills. Um, I'll pay tuition. I'll pay for books. I'm go- I'm going to cover the expenses." Uh, and I'll, I'll get it back somewhere down the road, I hope. I'm going to cover these expenses, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to work this job that I got you this summer. They would come to L.A. from wherever they were going to school, at Morehouse in Atlanta or Hampton in in uh, Virginia or Indiana University, wherever they were going. They would come spend the summer with, 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 with Tavis, and I would get them a part-time job doing something through the connections I had in this city, and I would make them save all their money all summer. I would give them a little bit of spending money every week to have some fun in L.A., but I would take all the money they were making at their part, at their jobs and put it in an account to help me cover their bills when they went back to school. And I told them, I'll help you do this, and I'll pay, I'll pay for you to get through college, but I am not paying for average. And they said, you sound just like mama. <laughs> I said, well, we all become our parents, right? Yeah. I am not sending you to school. I'm your brother. I ain't your daddy. I ain't your mama. I'll do it because I love you, but I'm not going to support you to get no average. I got average grades, but I paid for it. I ain't paying for you to get no average grades. But why, less do you think so many of us are comfortable with average? Because that's how we've been programmed. You're reversing the programming. Have you ever met LT, Lawrence Taylor? I have. Okay. Lawrence Taylor was dominant when he played football. They they put two and three guards on him to stop him. Am I correct? Correct. He played with a broken shoulder. 
And I asked him, what drove you to have that level of fierceness? He said, my father taught me that I've got to be four times better than the guy that's standing in front of me. That's what drove me. I had to be four times better than the guy standing in front of me. And that's what we have to do. And and what the common thread, and that's why I want to say, continue to focus on celebrating our greatness, the common thread through all the people that we talk about and what they've done in the past, and, and those who are manifesting greatness now, they are not average. They are four, five, 10, 20 times greater than the people that are in that same space. We're talking about dominance. We're talking about mastery in whatever we do in order to stand out and to control our own future and to control and create our own economy. He's the, he's the motivator, Les Brown, on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Our remaining moments with the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, who continues his uh, month-long radio residency exclusively here on KBLA Talk 1580, and we're glad about it. Uh, again, my takeaway today is that average is over as we've been talking about defining moments in our lives. Les, I think we want to close with this. Uh, got a few minutes left here to unpack this or let you unpack it. Uh, and that is this notion of service. Um, we, again, think about our success uh, in such individual ways. We rarely think about and talk about success uh, for the collective. Um, talk to me, though, about using whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever skill God has blessed you with to be in service and of service to others. It is major. When you find something that allows you to be able to give of yourself, not because you're going to profit from it, but because you want to make a difference, and you're able to get other people to buy into that collective vision. I spent time around 3.30 this morning, and I encourage everybody to just go online and Google it. And I, I read several times the last will and testament of Mary McLeod Bethune. And she was talking about her living legacy. And she was talking about the standard that we must hold ourselves to and the, the values that we must represent and having a global vision of ourselves, how we move forward. And I was reminded of a story when the Klan came to burn down during the early stages of Bethune-Cookman College that she had built. And, and she came out by herself. They were on horses. They had guns, and they were ready to burn that college down. Negroes couldn't go to white colleges, but they didn't want us to have any education because they didn't want us to improve the quality of our lives. And she got the money from speaking, and she spoke to people in Daytona Beach area, and among the people that heard her was Mr. Singer of Singer Sewing Machines. And she was very charismatic, and he bought into her vision, and he donated and helped her to build that educational institution that still stands today. And she said, I dare you raise your guns and your flames to burn this institution down that we have prayed up and sung up and God has given us. We ask you for nothing. I dare you, you must kill me first. And they pause. 
and something she said touched something in them, and they lowered their guns, and they rode away in the darkness. That's the kind of stand that we must make continuously in this country. Today's theme has been the power of defining moments, and that story just now was indeed a defining moment for Mary McLeod Bethune, who we celebrated along with so many others during this month called Black History Month, or as Les puts it, the month where we celebrate our greatness. You've been listening to the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, as he continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on this station, KBLA Talk, the Canadian, back tomorrow with another masterclass taught by Les Brown. Again, today's theme, the power of defining moments. If you missed any part of this conversation, check out the podcast or check out the entire conversation tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time on your way home. Thanks for tuning in to KBLA Talk 1580.